we often see a major shift in attitude in people who move out of their home countries in terms of how hard they work and how much they start to crave success while there might be many psychological reasons why the hustle gets intense i believe it may also have to do with survival instinct we probably default to our fight or flight senses humans have been known to adapt to their surroundings after all it's survival of the fittest that is why birds developed wings frogs webbed feet and i this accent separated from their natural habitat and while the change in foliage and terrain might be minimal the cultural and social changes hit hard where once they ravaged the land in packs are now left alone to look for food and shelter it may not be as dramatic as that technology helps but you get the idea the need to succeed might as well be the need to survive the excessive saving for years might as well be preparing for a long winter but make no mistake we feel as well we adhere and only then do we not fear the cold long winter i was scrolling through tiktok when i landed on a video of someone claiming bengan ka bharta with rice and curd as their comfort food soon after i was surrounded by unpretentious genuine and wholesome content i was in tanya's big little world while her journey as a content creator may have started recently it's just the tip of the iceberg in her story of life tanya first landed in new zealand 7 years ago in 2015 and has since become a permanent resident of the country while working in food tech and more recently switching over to supply chain management all while exploring the great outdoors of new zealand sharing amazing recipes with the world experiencing love and life her philosophies on life away from home self love and age have definitely led me to few cathartic moments recently let's see what tanya has to say about her experiences and motivations hi tanya welcome to what about pr uh, first of all thanks a lot for taking out the, uh, the time to <laughs> thank you uh, to join me today as we trace your migration story uh, from the very first thought to well today and and you know what do you think your future is going to be so to start tell me a little bit about what you're currently up to and then take us back to a time when you first thought about moving to new zealand or you know maybe the seed was planted and uh, let's let's go from there absolutely well it's my pleasure to be on this show and grateful to be talking to you today um so where did it all start and where am i now so a very very lengthy questions i'll try to like summarize it as sure best as as i can um my dad was traveling overseas before he settled down so when i was very little i would see pictures of him in america he was okay. in washington dc so i've grown up with this weird fascination about like going overseas and experiencing that life i remember my dad telling us stories about these massive pizzas they would get and i'm from a really small town in india uh-huh. so like that's kind of like the very core of i think how i got into thinking yeah. that i there is a thing called going overseas yeah whereabouts in india are you from i am from udhampur which is okay. a district well now uh-huh. it's union territory there has been some changes but uh-huh. when i was there physically it was a district uh, in jammu and kashmir very close to jammu right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so that's where. Yeah, yeah. So nobody from my <laughs> my hometown would usually think of going overseas. But yeah. my dad did it years ago, yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know how like he went in that direction. But anyway, he's got definitely a, like some role in you know me being here. Mm-hmm. Where am I now in life? I am just thriving, like I said to you before. Just you know, working. Um, I have a day job that I go to that I really enjoy. There are skills that I'm trying to learn, and then off work, I basically spend all my time, or most of my time, just in my creative um, right. adventures, creating recipes, creating content. and any other time that i have kind of goes mm-hmm. into socializing because i do love hanging out with friends and yeah so just right. doing my thing and thriving <laughs> yeah so just uh going going back to udhampur to little panya uh and yeah. you know you've uh, obviously you've got like a shine in your eye and and you've seen your dad that's that's pretty unusual and uh yeah uh, to 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 already mm-hmm. obviously there's a clear clear fascination right there but uh Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but it it obviously happened somewhere seven odd years ago, which is I would imagine 2014 and 15. Yes. So, yes. what was it that you traveled for uh, to start with? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was actually studying in Chandigarh for a bit, All and right. um, this was I met. This was bachelor's. Yeah, All I right. did bachelor's of biotechnology there, uh-huh. and when I was there, I met up with someone I. I um, got into a relationship with, and okay. this person actually moved to New Zealand. So New Zealand was not the only place I wanted to go. I had a fascination with like just going to like Disney World in in yeah. America because that's yeah. where my dad's pictures were from yeah, as, right. as a child. But then as I grew up, um, and then few of my seniors had gone to like Australia, and you know, like there's mm-hmm. a trend like yeah. Australia, New Zealand. Heaps of people go there after bachelor. Right. So. Um, I knew a few people who were going overseas to Australia and New Zealand and that's kind of it got it you know came into my radar. Then mm-hmm. I started searching and I was into food and stuff. So I was like okay where can I go to study? And food tech at Massey University uh, mm-hmm. in New Zealand is pretty prestigious prestigious probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy word. Um yeah. you know it's well well known. So I was like yeah. okay maybe I'll go and try it there mm-hmm. and then go from there. So the person i was seeing had moved to new zealand i was into food and mass university was here yeah. um lord of the rings so i was like yeah. hmm. you know it wasn't that hard of a choice to to make so that's how i selected new zealand right um usually people go through like agents and stuff in india i know there's uh-huh. like a huge market for it yes, yes. but for me it was more like researching myself applying myself and then mm-hmm. just using agents to sort out like what visa things i need what what mm-hmm. documents i need so i did a fair bit of research on my own uh, uh-huh. with some help from the person um i would call him my ex should we give him a name let's go with the, let's go with kabir kabir is good kabir kabir yeah kabir yeah. was here so and so yeah, kabir had already uh, been uh, in new zealand yeah. obviously again for yeah. education right uh, and uh, yes yes so right. kabir was here for maybe roughly a year and a half more than me or slightly all oh, right okay yeah yeah so, anyway, so all this so, while you were still yeah. sort of in touch uh, from india uh, from chandigarh yes. or udhampur yes. Oh, yes okay yes. okay so it kind of happened and um 
again, like I wasn't sure exactly how long I was coming to New Zealand for, mm-hmm. but I I was super keen to just experience like overseas studying and just seeing what it is like to right. be not in India and somewhere like first world country. Yeah, yeah. Just fascinations, I would say pure fascinations. Like I just want to see what happens. Right. Um, yeah, and then um, then I came. Yeah, there was like few few major factors. Right, right. No, that's that's uh, that's a big driver um, ever since I mm-hmm. think the start of it. And so yeah. once you once you did, or you had already obviously traveled outside of your hometown uh, in India for studies. Uh, but uh, yeah. this one's a big big sort of uh, jump. How how did your family react? I mean, obviously your father had experienced it firsthand, uh, which for most mm-hmm. of us is not the case. Um, yeah. You know? And so yeah, yeah. that's got to be different. So I would love to know uh, how was that. Um, to be honest, I don't think that actually changed how he would have reacted. He wasn't mm-hmm. willing to send me, and I think oh, okay. a major part of it, yeah, and I think the major part of it was me being a girl and not a boy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm straight up, um, that yeah. is the that is the reality we I've lived in, you know, most of my life. So I'm not gonna shy away from it. So he he wasn't he was he's definitely super broad-minded compared to many men in the same you know community so when i came to him um i went to him and i said hey um like on a serious note when i went and i i was like okay this is what i want to do um he i remember him lying down on the bed and he and he kind of like sat and he goes he looked dead straight into my eyes and he said you do realize you're never coming back right you're going for good and mm-hmm. i was like huh, of course not <laughs> i remember yeah. like just you know rejecting whatever he said i was like of course i'm going to come back he said bachcha you're never coming back and okay. i was like uh, of course i am that's it he he's definitely one of my biggest supporters he's been mm-hmm. that person for me he has he had so much faith in me to you know like i remember one of my uncles saying oh how can you send a girl like how how can you do this like it's right. not right yeah, to send yeah. her alone um anyway but my my dad knew someone whose son was in Auckland and i think oh. that was one of the things that that kind of made my dad feel easy about you know sending mm-hmm. me off yeah um yeah. so he he contacted his friend's son and mm-hmm. made sure so he can pick me up from the airport i think he wanted to make sure i arrived there safe yeah so yeah. yeah i think it was a it wasn't a shock to them but it was something when i was serious they were like are you sure about this you know it's a big mm-hmm. life change um yeah and my mom didn't want me to do this and um but she she you know she accepted it eventually and mm-hmm. all my family um probably they will listen to this and go ah oh, we don't know about that but i think most of the people thought that i would go study and come back uh-huh. um like it wouldn't come to it like you know anything yeah, yeah um yeah but my main my main priorities in my life is my mom and dad and they supported me so that's how i'm here awesome awesome <laughs> yeah. so you obviously you already mentioned uh how Uh, you know there was someone you know from uh from your father's sort of friend circle uh yeah yeah you know? but uh 
so I mean from that I mean so now I know who picked you up at the airport <laughs> but post that point you obviously had your degree to sort of hinge on to and, and you know uh, build your life around it there's there's always something yeah. you need but other than that what's that one thing that sort of kept you engaged and supported in your at least initial years now we know there's Kabir mm-hmm. uh, so that's that right? uh, actually no but given he's an ex <laughs> I would say no yeah <laughs> because if that would have been the case things would have been different right okay <laughs> right. hey, i didn't say it you said it um <laughs> so i mean yes um like thinking of me doing everything by myself knowing nothing and mm-hmm. having that support there um yeah. definitely makes a different difference um but if i have to say one thing that kept me going was purely not being a narcissist myself I knew I had that I made that choice I kept reminding me of how much money it had costed mm. me to just sign up for this yeah. and it was beyond something I can just waste I I can't, I'm not that person I felt super responsible for the decision I had made so mm. it's literally just me like nobody was forcing me I know now I know for sure if I had been talking to my family and if I had said Hey, I can't do this. They would be like just come home. They yeah. wouldn't have cared about the money, but who I am I as a person mm-hmm. was the sole reason I stayed back. Um right. yeah, so I just kept reminding myself do like it's a lot of money involved. You can't yeah. just waste it. Yeah. You have yeah. you have to make something good out of it. Yeah, yeah. So more than support yeah. there's a bunch of pressure which I I can't there's nothing more I relate to than that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of pressure and uh, <laughs> a lot of money. Oh yes, <laughs> and yeah. and I I I like to call it the the opportunity cost is because we obviously pay a premium as internationals versus the people okay. who are here. Yep. Right. So we did Absolutely. pay that extra bit, and uh, yeah, it's only fair to feel that kind of pressure, which is uh, yeah. So yeah, supported by mm-hmm. pressure. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, all right. That takes me to sort of the very end of the this segment, which is uh, in the very initial years. I would imagine uh, you in your blog you talk about the cultural shock uh, you felt, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you said you mentioned how yeah. you were in Chandigarh, which I like to think is the launchpad for most people going international, is because it's just that's just a city that's so influenced uh, by mm-hmm. any country abroad. But uh, yeah. So what was what was like one aha moment when you got here and then uh, got to go to New Zealand and what was the very just not the best time uh, in the first few years not uh, not more recently because mm-hmm. uh, obviously you've now yeah. gotten acclimatized but yeah go for it yeah um so yeah like I've talked about the cultural shock um so when I came here I think the best thing that happened to me was me studying a course that i actually was interested in and right. um, i know a lot of people go overseas and this is not a criticism this is just an acknowledgement a lot of people go overseas for the sake of it and that never that usually does not work and if it does there's a lot of struggle in the future right mm-hmm. i came to new zealand to do what i thought i would really enjoy Mm-hmm. So first step was that, right? So yeah. when I came here, I met up it was it was obviously hard to make friends because I'm already going through all these shocks, you know, like right. cultural shocks, like just like the lifestyle is different and everything's different, but 
I made a group of friends, all foodies like me, and I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. The best thing. Still, <laughs> I'm friends with most of them, which has been like the best part about New Zealand. Just the people mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, so I got into a friend circle. Everyone was super supportive, super nice, and the cultural diversity was like crazy. Like one of my friends, Korean Kiwi, one like Filipino Kiwi, oh, okay. one friend is from like uh, Africa, one you know like it was like a good mix of people there. So mm-hmm. the conversations were quite you know fun. So we would go and explore food. So that was like probably the best part, getting into that friend group. and right. making that connection with people on the thing you love mm-hmm. um was the best part um the stressful part for me was money um and i think mm-hmm. you can probably probably relate i remember um i've had like really difficult stories around flatting uh, that's mm-hmm. why i wrote a blog about flat flatting as yeah, well yeah. um had some really nightmare experiences and one of them was me not understanding how the rent works um i assumed that um your rent includes food for whatever whatever reason i yeah, yeah, assumed yeah. that i learned the hard way it doesn't because uh-huh. for me from, to get my head around like the cost of just living for a week was insane like yeah. coming from india yeah so yeah, nobody yeah. really told me about that uh, that's why i wrote in my blog as well is a lot of money you're paying for rent so yeah. you know be aware Um yeah so money would be uh like the living cost was yeah. stressful i remember looking for jobs as soon as i arrived because mm. when i realized in a couple of weeks oh my god this is the money i pay and i remember calling my family saying um i actually ran out of money mm-hmm. um so can you please send and there's you know it's so expensive to get money from back home yes yeah Yeah, so the money and the stress that came from it was no fun. Right, I would I would definitely imagine that's the case. Um and yeah, just uh, the first of all the fact that uh, you know you mentioned that you came to actually study or rather came to a course that it's just definitely again it's just I yeah. couldn't relate more to that. It's just most of the yeah. people that I've seen. Uh the one thing that I hear the most is the PRD. <laughs> uh exactly. so, so essentially uh that's that's what people base their selections on all right moving on to uh the one thing that brought you there which is kabir uh and obviously we now know that that's not worked out uh quite well i believe it's for the best uh, we've all had uh, i would i yeah. i would definitely like to highlight that even if that wasn't the case i would have still gone overseas may mm-hmm. may or may not have been new zealand that person could be was probably one of the reasons one yeah. of the reasons yeah yeah so would you mind and and how long how long after you sort of landed uh was it did you did that go on for and um, yeah yeah just that it, it did it did go on for a few years um a few years i think it all right i think it is more to do with me than then that person i think i'm this committed person who signs up for things and does it yeah i don't know sometimes it could be not for the best um yeah. they openly uh, describing um it did it did go on for a few years because i was going through a lot of life changes and yeah. there was that support that mm-hmm. i think i don't have family here so i think i needed that in yeah. that moment 
yeah. even if yeah. that wasn't the best or you know it didn't work out eventually yeah. for various yeah. reasons but in that in that moment in that timeline i needed that mm-hmm. um, i needed that support even if it wasn't all the time or it wasn't there ev- like yeah. every step yeah. of the way um yeah and then eventually it didn't so it all together including india plus New Zealand I was with this person for about eight and a half years eight and a half years eight and a half years <laughs> eight and a half wow. years wow wow that's that's yeah. uh, that's something so it is told you <laughs> oh yes oh yes for sure i'll give you that uh, but and you said it right uh, you sort of your social circle already shrinks uh, the moment you sort of step mm-hmm. out of that first sphere where you've born and spent most of your life and then we move on to usually to uh, you know uh, another city probably in the same country yeah. and uh, that's where we build again because we're still young mm-hmm. we still have our batteries charged and uh, <laughs> and once you you once you're sort of international it's just i think that's that's one thing that i miss the most is uh, the circle i've seen a lot of people so i moved from bangalore to uh, gurgaon um mm-hmm. after a couple of years of spending there only because uh, I just yeah I didn't have enough uh, energy in me to build another circle build another life in the city um, to go actually were you the one who parted ways Yes Yeah yeah <clears throat> no because the amount of you owning up to it definitely you were the one <laughs> Uh so yeah um that, yeah, but, but there were there were there were a few factors that led up to it it wasn't like a sudden thing it was a few things that kind of led up to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh so now moving on, moving on, you know, we've had a juicy bit uh, and I'm on to more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, uh, you you mentioned how people sort of pick up uh, degrees and career paths solely mm-hmm. on the basis of what's going to make them stay. You did mm-hmm. something just entirely opposite to that, I would imagine. Uh <laughs> is you yeah. went ahead you did a degree that you basically loved and enjoyed and uh, mm-hmm. we can see that uh, through your content by the way already uh, <laughs> is i mean this girl loves food obviously uh, <laughs> and uh, then uh, once you were sort of through i it's only obviously the brief information that i have is through the blog uh, but uh, you sort of switched careers more recently uh, how did that go about how did uh, and and all this while what, at what point were you sort of getting a pr as well right so after you got there uh, you might have been there for a couple of uh, years was it uh, was it as, as a food professional that you uh, got a permanent residency and then switched or was it uh, yeah. before okay yeah so go on yeah yeah so i came to new zealand to study food technology um so i did a graduate diploma majors in food technology and i uh, trust me i would have loved to do masters because but the money cost yeah. cost me to do yeah. that one year of course i was like uh no um yeah. anyway so i i came here to study food technology and then i was working with net university i actually uh finished working there and there were some job op- like a uh, project work opening and i mm-hmm. applied and i got it Messi actually tried to get me to into masters but because okay. of the cost involved yeah. um they could only cover the fee mm-hmm. for the course because it's yep. so much and okay. the, the the requirement was that I cannot work off I mean the the demand oh, right. was that I commit myself to the masters 
But yeah. then I was like, well, I have to sustain myself. So I couldn't oh, wow. anyway. Yeah. But That's an opportunity do. not many people get. That's actually huge. But I couldn't do it because imagine your study is paid, but you cannot work for your living yeah, cost. Yeah. It's almost as much as a study. It's just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like, I, and I had the option to either ask home if they, and I didn't want them to sell things and land just yeah, so I can yeah. do another study. So I decided not to. Then I kept working there, but it was obviously, you know, how you study and then you get a post-study visa. So mm-hmm. I, a post, I was on a post-study visa uh, when I was working for Messi University. I was a research uh, technologist there, mm-hmm. working on like new food products um, and making variants and stuff. Then I was like, okay, I still want to stay here. Um, so let me just find a permanent job so I can have mm-hmm. at least a longer work visa and you probably know how that all works. So I started applying for full-time role and I found a full-time food technologist role in Toronto. And that's how I kind of moved from Auckland to Toronto. And um, so I worked there as a food technologist for roughly slightly more than three years. Oh, okay. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But roughly about like two years into the role, I already knew I needed a more challenging role. Mm. So I started talking to my company. I have always been this open and honest person with everyone in my life. So I think it's yep. always worked out. I don't know, whoever's listening, yeah. just give it a go. You know, most of the times it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I vocalized what I was feeling. I said either I get a senior food technologist title and get more responsibilities, Mm-hmm. But I want to try something new. Very openly, I was like, yeah. I like change. I love this, but I want more. More. Um, yeah. But the company I'm working, I was working for, is not a massive company. It's a small company. Yep. So I only have so much growth in terms yeah. of like a food technologist. So the conversation started around what about other roles because um, I'm I'm a quick learner. So I knew I can do other things, and I've always been interested to understand the whole of the company like how the entire operations work and not yep. just the technical mm-hmm. so i knew i had done like two and a half years of like by this point i have done i had done two and a half years of food technologies i've done my research work year and a half it's messy yep. so i was like okay i do enjoy it but i want to try something new so i started conversations with my company around what other opportunities are mm-hmm. there and i think then COVID hit as well, like when these yeah. conversations were happening. All right, around um, 2020-ish. To, yeah, yeah, 2020-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but these conversations were happening in the background. So mm-hmm. I would say the last eight to nine months I was with my previous uh, company, mm-hmm. Toronto. there were conversations, there were opportunities coming up. We were assessing it if it's something that I want to do or not. Again, I'm not someone who just do something for the sake of it. So mm-hmm. I said no to some opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then my company, I think, was worried that I would leave. So yeah. they were like, okay, if you are really interested to do operations, there's a role in Hawks Bay. Um, okay. So the company I work for in Hawks Bay, um, mm-hmm. they are the same parent company, but different company. So also right. food company, yeah, but yeah. completely different food. All right, all right. And so you're, you're still in the yeah. same domain, just so to say. Yes, yes. Okay. So, they said, okay, there is a role there, but it's absolutely different. The company is absolutely different. It's a different city. Yeah. Are you interested? 
Mm-hmm. Now, now at this stage, Toronto was my second city in New Zealand. I had you know just established my base. I just yeah. ha- had established this friend circle. So I was like, oh gosh. But again, I was prioritizing my career more than my friend circle. I started this new role 14th of December right. last, 20... not last year, but the year before. 20... The year before, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 14th December is when I started. Yeah, and I'm still in that role now. Did you get your PR before moving to Fox Bay? Oh yes, sorry. Yeah, forgot yeah. your question. Um, so. I think one year into my food tech role in Toronto is when okay. I applied for it. Oh, and got yeah. it. Oh, wow. So that must have been yeah. what three, four years after you sort of rushed uh, around. Uh, yeah. So I would say so about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. I got okay. it. I got my PR. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, that's sort of out of the way. Um, and why I sort of. give it a special mention you changing career paths as i've seen people uh and i guess there's good reason to it as well i've seen people continue to work in the same uh, role for mm-hmm. years and years mm-hmm. on on a go and because uh, i believe they've sort of come in to a new country established themselves and while most people yeah. were sort of focused on career and family we were also focused on uh sorting out visas and and setting up a social circle yeah right so there's like if if anybody else is just someone who's from there is doing uh two out of four or just two things we're essentially doing four things at any given time um yeah. and i'm not even starting uh to sort of factor in the number of calls you go ba- uh, that go back home and the amount of time that mm-hmm. takes up <laughs> uh yeah. so yeah yeah definitely that's a big change i was tired of applications i honestly mm. was over just applying okay to change job or variation application you did this you you extend your visa i was tired of all that yeah i was yeah. like i wanted to sort it out once and for all and yeah. i think july july is when i actually got my residence in 2019 okay yeah okay yeah, yeah. must have been a relief and, uh it's such a relief and um my application was one of those applications that didn't happen immediately it took a long time as well yeah. so anyway but i was just done with the applications and i had a permanent role and i could get because it's a long long term short skill food technology yep. so i could apply so i was like might as well i wasn't sure even then if i you know forever wanted to be in new zealand but i thought i would rather just spend all this money and effort and just get yeah. it over with and then keep thinking if i want to stay here or not right right so that was like my i was just getting fed up of this stress the constant stress of like applying for yeah. applications yeah right moving on to something uh you started more recently and i didn't have to scroll a lot but i did um on your tiktok i saw the first video was posted on august 2022 yeah uh, 2020 sorry 2020 not 2020 wow. yeah. yeah uh which is not a long time ago and uh, it's obviously uh Uh, I think you moved. Uh, you must have moved because you started the new job in Hawkes Bay on the 14th of December. You almost yeah. would. It would have been. You might have been in the thick of it. Um, and, and before. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I posted my first video in August 2020, and yeah. then I moved in January, uh, December, and then I think Hawkes Bay has been the main 
place where I've actually made content. Yeah, yeah. Um, a beautiful place at that. I've never been there, yeah. but I've seen it through obviously what you post. Yes. So yeah, what was beautiful what was the driver there? Uh, how did that happen? So I, so I have this um, funda. You know, mm-hmm. we call the word funda. I had this thing where when I started publicly posting these things, my idea of doing this wasn't to oh, what should I post so people watch. My mm-hmm. funda was even if you watch my first TikTok, it's like me going up the mount. which yeah. was like my every like almost every alternate day activity it was just yeah. what i would do on a regular day uh what go there up uh, on the weekends to watch sunrises and sunsets so when i started posting it publicly my idea was to just share a part of my life because i thought there was so much beauty and so much to share i yeah. i felt overwhelmed right so what happened is i've always been this person it's so i used to share like a lot of recipes a lot of like you know my travels on my personal instagram so i would like share 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 yep. and i got to a point where people started asking me for recipes and i would be so lazy i was like ah not doing recipes and i would like write it and i was like ah so much work i think one day just clicked oh yeah i think lockdown had a had a role to play in this so oh, okay. i wasn't i wasn't into posting anything publicly i think i started this my tanya's big little world mm-hmm. uh, in 2019 because i i had like major travel plans that year mm-hmm. so i started that to post my travel pictures mm-hmm. but then you know covid happened and covid i think for everyone it was like a huge up and down and you know yeah. emotional roller coaster and all that yeah yeah so when that kind of finished i was a changed person after after the first lockdown yeah. and i was like okay if if few people in my life or most of the people in my life are asking me for recipes asking me to share more i'll see if maybe there's more people who can relate to what i'm sharing So that that was my trigger and I used to think I was funny I still think I'm funny but <laughs> I was, <laughs> so I wasn't I didn't have like much of a direction but I was like I'm just going to share this whoever this person is just right. going to share so if you you see my initial TikTok sometimes I go and I go what was I doing but I don't delete it it's me yeah. it's yeah, me yeah. in you know 2020 cringe is the so part of the journey it. I swear it's part it's, of the journey you, so much I can't even tell you I I cringe at myself basically every day i'm i'm going to tell you while i'm editing this video right here uh, i can't i can't tell you how much but yeah yeah obviously you now cringe. you must feel more uh, comfortable now right yeah um and then after a point people started commenting oh do you have a blog do you have this do you have a recipe page and i was like oh my god i think it has to be done because it it started to bother me yeah um, yeah and and then it, that's how i kind of like made it more formal and i thought okay let maybe a website would be nice because yeah um then i can like put my thoughts down and write it write them down and um uh-huh. if even if someone doesn't have a tiktok or an instagram they can still go to my website and you know get to know me and what i'm up to right 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 so and and yeah. obviously um you know instagram sort of the social media of choice uh to start with and then you moved on to tiktok yeah. you obviously um people have taken a liking to you so yeah i i will definitely tell you this little story so i like i said i had this instagram 
initially in 2009, end of 2019, I think, uh-huh. uh, to post my travel uh, journeys. Yeah. yeah. Then COVID hit, so I, I deleted, like I, you know, you can deactivate an account. Uh-huh. I deactivated this account. Oh, wow. And then when I went on TikTok, I got this flood of people finding me on Instagram, on my personal, my profile for my friends, and then it uh-huh. flooded, flooded. And I was like, oh my God, who are these people? Why yeah. do they want to befriend me? I didn't like really foresee what was coming my way. Right. So uh, I was annoyed and I was like, okay, if I make a public profile and then I link it to my TikTok, then people can mm-hmm. go. Trust me, I still get... Rec- okay. Trust me, still, it's on, still on your happens. personal account? Okay. So I, I you know, um, reactivated my uh, public account. Because if you go back really down, I've posted some like Tongariro crossing and all that, right? A few travel uh-huh. pictures. And then I de- deactivated. So I reactivated, linked it to my TikTok. And then I was like, okay, now all the flood can go to this uh, right, instead of right, my right. personal. That was so strategic, that's how I... That is very strategic. And... Coming, in, coming in your ops knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're almost nearing the end of our conversation here. And uh, yeah, this is, this is my favorite question. Fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, this, is, this is something that I started uh, asking more recently when I, again, uh, when you look inwards and you sort of uh, try and understand what you're feeling and, you know, if there's someone to share with it. So is New Zealand a stop or a destination? Yeah, I was looking forward to that question. Um, and funny that you asked, every time I've seen my journey in New Zealand, and this is how I refer to people, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on a bus. Uh, I feel like I'm on a bus. Yep. And Auckland was my first stop. Mm-hmm. Soranga was my second stop. Hawke's yeah. Bay is my third stop. And uh, I think I'm still on the bus. Alrighty, alrighty. And is this, yes. is this an interstate bus or is this an international bus? You know, this bus can fly. It can, oh, wow. it can go international. It's a unicorn. <laughs> it's a unicorn, but it's got rainbow on the side. Oh, nice. All right. All right. So, yeah, so, that, that does answer it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is definitely a stop. And I, I think I know myself so well. If mm-hmm. this was a destination, I wouldn't refer this as a bus stop. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, I think this is not it, but it's definitely it for now. Yeah, yeah, for now, for sure. Yeah, that's what SOPs are. Yeah, uh, yeah it's <laughs> good to know. And yeah, you also mentioned how, you know, uh, there are colleagues and probably friends from back home who are living normal lives. Uh, not normal, yeah. but just yeah, usual, expected, yeah. <laughs> uh, conformed, yes. all of what you make yes. uh, lives uh, in India. And uh, you obviously, you know, you're forging your own path. It can be difficult. It can be different. But what do you, what do you see... Uh, for yourself in the future obviously you've got uh social media to pursue uh recipes to make uh you know and uh, just the works yeah but uh well, other than that just in general in life what do you where do you see uh yourself going it's not a five-year question it's just a general question <laughs> yeah i think uh like anybody else companionship is great um mm-hmm. like i do enjoy my own company and like I said, I've been lucky enough to have these amazing friends around me. And I think they are a big, big reason why I could sustain myself in a foreign mm-hmm. country with no family. But I think even in my, I was doing a Q&A on 
Instagram and someone asked me for new new year's resolution and uh-huh. I had three things and the last one is was was find a husband. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Believe me, like everyone was like messaging me about it and I was yeah. like oh gosh what yeah. have I done? <laughs> But yeah, like um because if you it's like in the, in that post I've got first one is um you know to be more creative and not be conformed by just my day job yeah and just be more there creating more and just being outside um second one um what was the second one yeah close to family and friends because i think last year for me was a lot of self reflection doing my own thing but yeah. this year i want to spend more time with friends and i want to reach out to family more and a third one is find a husband so what i mean by that is like i would love to find a companion this year that's one right. of the things i'm looking forward to and not because i need it and i can't survive it's more oh. like i'm doing all these cool things and i do all these crazy fun things i make all this amazing food i feel like it would be so much more fun to share that with someone yeah yeah so that is something i'm looking forward to Right, right. No, that's that's uh, good to know and I would imagine the amount of pressure that's coming from back home uh to essentially settle down. Yep. Hey, believe me, believe me when I say this. The guys sliding in my DMs put more uh-huh. pressure on me than my parents do. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> like, okay. have you thought about your age? <laughs> oh, okay. And if you by the way, if you wouldn't have mentioned it yeah. in one of your videos, I wouldn't have guessed your age. I'm not going to say it. Uh, uh but I would not have guessed your age if it if it wasn't for uh one of those self love videos and um yeah yeah that got me thinking um that uh, yeah and then I went so from there from self love and the age video I went obviously straight to the self care video because obviously you're doing something <laughs> right <laughs> Hey all I'm doing is I do spend a lot of time with myself uh-huh. uncomfortable amount like until i get to the core of why i'm feeling certain way all right so i would uh, like to close uh, our session with uh, <clears throat> with your favorite lord awesome. of the rings quote ah there's i think it's the first line <laughs> i should have researched this before yeah. <laughs> but um the the first line in lord of the rings um the lady says the world has changed there's something in the water that okay. and it's like okay. a long sentence but like just yeah. that those few words that that bit that that i don't know why it stayed with me for all these sure years. has, sure has. <laughs> no the water yeah. definitely has changed <laughs> the world has changed there's something in the water and uh-huh. then she goes on to say other things but those few that lines bit? right 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 No, that's it's uh it it falls perfectly with your uh bus analogy <laughs> of of traveling the world. Uh yeah. <laughs> air changes, water has something new comes up and yeah. Something yeah. has changed always. Yeah. That's hey, that's awesome. Hey, thanks for this. Uh I really yeah, enjoyed definitely. it. Oh yes, yes, it was it was a pleasure having you and uh, do you want to do you want to do a quick shout out for all your channels for the 12 listeners that we do have? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh I do love all of all 12 of them. Um so I've got my TikTok and my name Tanya Manotra is my handle. Uh-huh. And I've got my Instagram which is Tanya's Big Little World. I like I said in my in the podcast I started it as a travel 
um, right. you know, place, but it's uh-huh. become everything now. So you see everything in there. So go follow. Um, I am very active. And if you have any questions, you can reach out. Um, and then I do have a website and which is my name as well, www.taniamanotra.com. Uh-huh. Um, and I do read the emails you send me and, you know, the messages you send me. So feel free to get in touch. Thank right. you. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcast from. Migrated is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. If you have a second to spare, please rate and review us on there as well. Your feedback helps us in staying motivated and getting more such stories to you. Interested in more? Check a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Namaste.